Well, welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study. We're returning to studying through the Psalms. If you remember, we took a break in our study through the Psalms uh, to go through the book of Acts together on Wednesday nights. Tonight, we're returning to the Psalms. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 68. That's a long Psalm, 35 verses. We're going to try to venture through in a summary fashion all 35 verses, so I won't read all the passages. While you're turning there, just remind you that every time we gather together, it is a privilege for us and an opportunity for us to join our hearts with those who gather with us, whether it's online or in person, and celebrate God. The goal tonight and every time we gather is to set our gaze upon God and declare to Him our delight and our dependence and our devotion to Him. So, uh, in that posture of worship and in that uh, attitude of praise, let's open up God's Word and let's discover uh, what God has to share with us. Oh, psalm 68 is a long psalm, and, and it is filled with a lot of different pieces that are put together uh, to communicate a single message. And that single message is a message that helps us every single day. See, your day is like my day. It's filled with twists and turns, ups and downs. There are uh, moments in our day that can lead us to the depths of despair and despondency. And then uh, there are moments every day where we uh, experience delight. Um, But regardless of the circumstances that we face, regardless of those moments that we encounter, God is constant. God works the same way every day for His people. Psalm 68 is a psalm that helps us in the twists and turns, ups and downs of our everyday life and to depend upon God in His victorious posture of being for us and with us. I I don't know uh, what you see when you see a mechanical clock. I'm not talking about a digital like I have on my wrist today. I'm talking about a mechanical clock. I, I don't know what it is that you see. If, if I go to my watch today, I can, I can go to a different screen, and I can, I, I can run here, and I can start a timer so that I don't speak too long. Uh, but a mechanical clock, one of those uh, fancy clocks that's made in like Switzerland, uh, these are clocks that are made with such intricate care and have such tremendous precision that they're a mechanical marvel. If you look at the just the face of the watch, all you see are the hands that turn, and they turn on time, and they keep good time and perfect time. But if you were to take the back off of one of those mechanical watches, you would see gears and gadgets and uh, all of these little tiny, tiny things that are fit together just in the perfect way so that it keeps perfect time. In our lives, many times, we view our day um, just by looking at the clock face. We see the hands turning and uh, the second hand turning, and and we think that's all there is. But if you uh, turn your day over and peel back the back cover, you see in the midst of your day, God is working with such precision and such care uh, for you and for those who belong to him and for his glory. So 
that's kind of what the psalmist does. He kind of peels off that back cover in Psalm 68, and he helps us see uh, how that God in his grace is working for those who belong to him. In this psalm, the psalmist begins, uh, the psalmist is in trouble, okay? So let's, let's lay that out. The psalmist and the people of God are in trouble, and, and he sees trouble at every turn. It's not the ups he's facing, it's the downs he's facing. Uh, it's the twist and turn of life around hairpin curves that scare you to death, and that's where the psalmist is. Uh, he sees uh, enemies all around him, and in an historical standpoint, that's exactly what was happening. There were enemies of God, uh, enemies of Israel, the people of God, enemies in the New Testament time, enemies of his church, enemies of followers of Christ, those who are committed to persecute and, and to defeat, destroy, to uh, marginalize followers of Jesus. That's the who are the enemies in uh, Psalm 68. But then, really, it doesn't spend a lot of time with the enemies. It spends all the time with God and His great power. Uh, great power. And just listen to verse 1 of Psalm 68. Let God arise. Let His enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate Him flee before Him. Uh, today, the psalmist is calling us, his people, in the face of uh, the twists and the turns and the downs and even the ups, he's reminding us that every day God is the victorious warrior for his people. Let God arise and go to battle for his people. It's a divine warrior motif. Uh, if, in Old Testament, there, were, there are psalms and even in the prophet, uh, prophets, this picture of God as the divine warrior. Uh, it's God who goes to battle. Uh, he, it, it goes to battle to win the victory for his people. This whole psalm is, is seeped and soaking with this idea that every day that we live, God arises. And when God arises, enemies scatter. They max, uh, verse uh, 2, they uh, melt like wax before the heat. And that's what enemies do in the presence of God. But what do we do when we meet our day, whether it's an up day or a down day, whether it's a good day or a bad day, what do we do? We rejoice. Let's set the attitude and the aptitude of our hearts toward joy, even in the face of difficult days, because every day God is the warrior who's fighting on your behalf and on my behalf, if indeed you belong to him. We rejoice because God is the warrior of his people. That's what the psalmist does in verse 3. He says, let them rejoice and be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Three uh, 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 participles there, three verbs that, that call us to joy. Guys, listen. I know there are a lot of things in your life, and, and, and there are a lot of things in my life that can create all kinds of disjointed perspectives. Uh, we can become cynical. We can be steeped in despair. Uh, we can uh, give ourselves over to uh, the defeated news of the day. Uh, we can uh, think that the sky is falling. But friends, I've got to tell you, even if the sky is falling, God is the umbrella, the protection, the one who guards his family. He is the warrior for us every day. Do you believe 
that God is the warrior for you. That's what David does. He says, okay, we need to rejoice and we need to praise God because he is the one who conquers. He conquers every foe. He is the one who is victorious. Do you believe that God wins? If you don't, you're going to have a trouble with Psalm 68. If we do believe that God wins and wins for us every day, even if we don't understand all the, all the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs, now we believe that God wins today. Today, God wins. God wins for his glory and on behalf of his people. Today, God wins. That's the perspective of Scripture. That's the perspective of this psalm. So we rejoice because we know that God is victorious and he is the divine warrior fighting every day for you and for me. So whatever you're facing, whatever it is that is uh, confronting you today, whether it's a child that's drifted away or been rebellious, whether it's finances that uh, are shrinking when the bills are expanding, uh, whether it's your own um, uncertainty about your today or tomorrow, whatever it is that you're facing, then turn your heart toward God and, and, and trust Him. Now, that's the message of this psalm. So as we look at this passage, I want us to dig deep into a couple of sections and get some insight into how that God is the divine warrior for us. He, he melts the enemies like wax, but how does that influence you today? How does that influence you and in your daily routine in the ups and downs of your everyday life? Well, the first thing we, uh, I want us to take note of, not the first thing in the psalm, but the first thing I want us to take note of is that God takes care, uh, God cares for us, and he gives us family. God cares for us, and he gives us family. Uh, we're in a series right now uh, called We Are Family. We're looking in the New Testament how that, um, how that uh, uh, the church is not just an organization, it is a family. It, it's it's a, a gathering, a supernatural putting together that God has created to make us brothers and sisters in a local expression of his family. And, and First Norfolk is family, and I'm so thankful for uh, you uh, as my brother, or you as my sister, you as my family. I'm thankful that God has put me into family with you. I'm thankful for my mom and dad and my brothers and my in-laws. I'm thankful for my wife especially and my children and my sons-in-law and my granddaughter Nora. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for you being my family. Uh, that's what we see in in verses 4 through 6. Now listen to verses 4 through 6. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides the clouds by his name, Yah. And rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into abundance, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. One of the ancient uh, truths of Scripture is that God takes care of those who are vulnerable, the widows and the orphans, those who are poor and needy. Throughout Scripture, we see how that God cares for them. 
Beginning in verse 5, the psalmist describes the practical acts of God's victorious work. He says, God takes those who are isolated, those who are unprotected, uh, those who are uh, seemingly abandoned and out of luck. He takes them and he puts the solitary in family. He, he, he guards the uh, vulnerable. Uh, that is contrasted against those who are his enemy. The enemy of God uh, is set not in the lush living of God's presence in the family of God, but the, those who are enemies of God, hostile toward him, who are abandoning him. He, he, uh, he sets them out into the wilderness and they wilt and wither. It does remind me of the first psalm, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, but, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But blessed is the man who delights himself in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. But it's not that way for the ungodly. They're going to be like the chaff which the wind drives away. Friends, you and I need to understand that when we are connected to God by faith in Jesus Christ, when we are brought into his family through Christ Jesus uh, God takes ownership for, for us. We give him our name. We give it to him. We're no, I'm no longer Eric Thomas, independent and autonomous. No, I belong to Jesus, and Jesus has taken me, and he's given me his name. Uh, so that even in the midst of my own failings, even in the midst of my own struggles, even the ups and downs, when circumstances strike or sin gets heavy, all I have to do is say, you need to go to the one who owns me. You need to go to the one who, it, who, who, uh, who has my name. You need to go to Jesus. Uh, he's the one who defends me. God is the divine warrior, and he cares for us. He, he cares for us. He gives us provision in the midst of our need. He gives us family, even the family uh, that we don't have. Uh, today, I, I don't know where you are in your relationship with your husband or your wife or your children or your parents, uh, your brothers or your sisters. I, I don't know what that, that familial relationship looks like, but I can promise you this, that God in his great love, God the good, good father, uh, longs to embrace you in him, to himself and bring you into his family. The expression of that family is First Norfolk. We are family where we care for one another and love one another and it and, and, and uh, uh, bear one another's burdens. Uh, that's who we are because we're an extension of God's hands and feet. Uh, we are family, and God puts us in this family so that we might be uh, uh, fulfilled. The second thing I want us to see, not only does God care for us and put us in family, but along with that, God nourishes our soul and our body. God nourishes our body and our soul. Verse 7 begins a new section. Verses 1 through 6 is one section that uh, really calls us to praise the Lord. We'll get back to that. And it paints the picture of God the divine warrior. God the divine warrior continues. Verses 7 through uh, 18, this second section, I want us to key in on a couple of parts. Now, in this section, the psalmist rehearses the goodness of God in days past. That's verse 7 through 10. And he calls the congregation to sing praises to God corporately. Uh, and that's verses 11 and following. I want us to lean into verses 7 through 10. I want you to hear the goodness of God, okay? Oh God, 
And the psalmist is talking directly to God. Oh God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook, the heavens dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You, oh God, sent plentiful rain whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation dwelt in it. You, O God, provided from your goodness for those who were in need. When God marched the children of Israel out of Egypt through the wilderness, he took care of them. Do you know that's how God paints the picture of his daily work for you and me? It is God caring for us in such a way that our souls are nourished. Here, he paints the picture of God providing uh, rain for a parched land to produce a harvest of food. Uh, In the wilderness wanderings, uh, you remember that God not only led the children of Israel with a pillar of fire uh, by night and a pillar of cloud by day, but he also fed them with manna and quail from heaven. God provides, nourishes the body. Now, that's important for us to know. It is the picture of our daily bread, that prayer that Jesus uh, taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, forgive us our, uh, give us this day our daily bread. This bread that is available for us, for our body, and yes, even for our soul. Uh, we, we find nourishment for our body and soul from the good gifts that God gives. Uh, Verse 10, your congregation dwelling, you, O God, provided for your people uh, from your goodness. And God's goodness is what takes care of us. God's goodness is what nourishes our soul. In verse 14, uh, well, the the picture, verses 11 through 14, is that uh, the armies flee before the presence of God, uh, and, and God scatters the enemies. Again, the divine warrior, verse 14, the Almighty. This is Shaddai, the Almighty, scattered kings, and uh, like uh, the snow is scattered on Mount Zalman. Uh, verse 15 and 16 talks about Mount Bashan. Uh, he's already mentioned Mount Sinai. He mentions Mount Zalman in verse 14. Uh, The picture here is that God makes his home on Zion, Uh, not on Bashan, uh, not on Sinai, uh, not on Zalman. God uh, makes his habitation on uh, uh, Mount uh, Zion, Uh, Jerusalem, uh, the the place of his temple, the the physical place of his presence, uh, that, that symbolic presence of God. Uh, the, the picture here is that the other mountain peaks are envious of, uh, of Zion because that's where God has set his temple. And the movement of uh, God's temple, even beyond Sinai, Sinai and, and to Zion, is, is a procession of verse 17. Chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands, and the Lord is among them as in Sinai, his holy place. You, verse 18, you've ascended on high, you've led the captivity captive, you received gifts among men, uh, even from the rebellious, that the Lord God might dwell there. Dwell there. I, I do want you to see in verse 18, and the reason I mention it is because verse 18 talks about uh, leading the captivity captive. This is a verse that's quoted in Ephesians chapter 4, where Paul writes that Jesus 
descended to the lower parts of the earth, and he led the captivity captive. Uh, that means he took death in its grip and he killed it. It means that, that he, he took those who were held captive to sin and set them free. He, it is a picture of this glorious work of Jesus on behalf of sinners. And, and it's a reminder here in verse 18 that the powerful love of God, who is the divine warrior, has fought even the greatest enemy, sin and death itself, so that we might live victorious. God nourishes our body with physical uh, abundance, but he also nourishes our soul with the very presence of his rescuing love. As we look at this passage, we see that God uh, is the one who cares for us and places us in family. God is the one uh, who nourishes our body and our soul. The third thing is that God loads us up with blessing. I know that there are times in our days, and, and listen, I have these phone conversations, I have these conversations with myself, uh, woe is me, uh, life is terrible, it's stinky, it's no good, it's, uh, the, the twists are too tight and the turns are too narrow and I'm, I'm feeling distressed and despair and overwhelmed and, and, and the, the reality is that is the circumstances that we face and, and certainly there are hostilities that come against us, there are difficulties that we encounter. Um, but even in the midst of the worst of days, God who is working in our every day is loading us up with blessings for the day. Today, listen to verses 19 and 20. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us up with blessings. The God of our salvation our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belong escape from death. God loads us with blessings. He takes us and he cares for us. Uh, verse 24, 25 paints a horrific, bloody picture of how God wins the battle, and I'm not going to read it, but, but you can go back. And, and again, in the context, that's not imperialism. Uh, that is judgment against those who had attacked his people. God fights for us, and he wins the battle so that he might load us up with blessings every day. Do you realize today, maybe you don't, maybe you just need a reminder that God every day is loading us up with the blessings that his rescuing love provides. Oh, friends, please, don't, don't lose sight of this in the midst of the day. I know you're looking at the outside of your watch and you're considering how difficult your day may be as you watch the hands turn. But turn that watch over and open up the back cover and see the intricate detail and the passionate love that God the Father has for you. How he is intricately moving the pieces and the parts of your day to give you the daily blessing and the benefits that you desperately need. As we, uh, God's people, Consider how that God cares for us. We join in a cacophony of praise that we find in this passage. Um, the Verse 26 and 27 calls us in the congregation to bless the Lord. Uh, the Lord uh, who has blessed us. You realize, of course, that the right response for us 
is to praise the one who has blessed us so immensely, to set our focus on him. God wants you to see. 23rd Psalm, again, and I'm, I'm going back to some familiar passages because sometimes we read them by rote and we forget the message behind them. The 23rd Psalm is a psalm that paints the picture of God, the divine warrior, standing for us, blessing us. He cares for us, and he puts us in family. He nourishes our body and our soul. He loads us up with blessings every day. The 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. And even in the presence of mine enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, every day until the end of time. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Guys, listen. God is for you and he's with you. You are part of his family through faith in Jesus Christ. Then God is the divine warrior standing between you and danger and blessing you every day. Do you see the blessing that he's given you? Even if you can't see anything in your circumstances, please understand that the blessing that you have, the ultimate blessing that you have every day that you live, is you are part of God's family through faith in Jesus Christ. And he has poured his spirit within you so that you live in immediate intimacy with the living God. Now that's what leads to the last uh, uh, point that I want us to take note of, is that God commands strength for us. I know your day can be tough. I know your days can make you very weary. Uh, Next week we're going to look at the first part of Psalm 69 and we're going to see how overwhelming life can be. I know that's true for you as it is for me, but can I remind you that even in your toughest days, especially in your weakest moments, God commands strength for you. Now listen, verse 28, your God has commanded your strength. Strengthen, O God, what you have done for us. We have strength each day because God gives us this strength by His Spirit. And because He fights for us and with us in every battle, uh, we are strengthened. The, The picture here is not just that God gives us strength to make it through the day. That's implied and is certainly a part of the picture here. But the fuller picture of this passage, verse 28, is that And in the context of Psalm 68 is that God himself, he gives us strength and then he enters with us into the battle. And he fights with us and he fights for us. And when we are alongside him, even in our weakest moment, we find strength not only from that which his spirit imparts to us, but also from his presence. God himself is fighting for you. He is your strength. He is your stronghold. Are you looking to him? If you get nothing else from Psalm 68, get this, that in the twists and turns and ups and downs of your everyday life, the one thing we can do that will give comfort to our heart and the care that he provides and the family that he gives us and the 
nourishment that he uh, offers us, in the blessings that he doles out to us, one thing we can be certain of uh, is that when we are with God, when we look to him, then we find the strength that we need. And the key for us is to look to God. Turn our hearts toward him. Are you beginning the day and going through the day with your heart and mind focused on the living God, his glory? And when we have that kind of perspective, then we have strength in the most difficult of moments. I know it can be hard because so often when tough times hit, we can get down or we can get um, uh, uh, woe is me or we can get kind of Eeyore-ish. Uh, and, and I understand those emotional responses, but don't let the emotion be the dictator of your perspective. Rather, set your heart on God, set your mind on God, set your focus on God and find strength, find blessing, find nourishment, find the family that he provides for you. Well, as we come to the end of this section, verses 32 through 35, won't read them, but it, it reminds us of Revelation 21. All the nations are paying homage to God. He's won the victory and all other earthly power is yielded to him. Um, so what do we do? Uh, well, we yield our days to him by singing praise to him. We bless the Lord God. Uh, we, we need to begin the day and end the day and throughout the day, bless the Lord. This is how we focus on him. We sing praise to him. Uh, we bless him. We exalt him. We extol the rider of the clouds. And by the way, that image that uh, uh, comes up twice, once at the beginning of this psalm and now at the close of the psalm, that God is the rider of the clouds. That's an ancient picture um, of the God who uh, rides the wind and conquers every foe. And this is our God, the one we serve. So sing praise to him. If you're feeling down, uh, discouraged, fearful, anxious, if you're overwhelmed by the twists and the turns and the downs rather than the ups of your days. Peel back the day, the cover of the day, and see how God is at work. He is at work for you in the midst of your everyday. This isn't an occasional activity of God. This is the everyday, by his nature, activity. So I want to encourage you, set your focus on God who is consistent and constant, and sing praise to him, bless him, Orient your thoughts and your mind and your heart toward the God who wins and live in the victory that our divine warrior, God himself, provides. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, infinitely above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power at, that he is working in us, to him be glory to all generations, by Christ, by the church, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.